Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Zempa. I'm Brady Steffel. And, and I'm Annie Larner. Larner. <laughs> that's, that's your cue, Annie. That's your cue to actually come in. But um, hey, everyone, how are you all doing? Did you not hear me? No, you kind of just, you, maybe it's a janky internet connection. I don't know. We hear you now. <laughs> I feel like every time I'm talking, the music is, I don't know. We're having some tech issues here. It's all good. Oh, boy. Yeah. We love to have tech issues. There's several, several times we like to have tech issues. So probably check out podcast 35, <laughs> 85, 92. Oh, yeah. I'm just making things. <laughs> yeah, podcast 85, 86, exactly, 91, exactly. 93, 97. Those yeah. are all old hand <laughs> set technology. Yeah. For those that are keeping score, you know, we don't know what the heck we're talking about, which episodes, but I'm sure there are several. We've had technical difficulties. Oh, yeah. Um, I have to apologize to both of you because the okay. uh, the show title last week, I kind of whiffed. Usually I'm kind of spot on to some degree, but it really should have been paying an homage to our guest. It really should have been burning the lard candle at both ends. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, kind of whiffed. What a I whiffed miss. on that one. Yeah. I know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That That's so, the yeah. better title? I think it's a better title than the one I had. Yeah. <laughs> I had Oklahoma in my head, and so I had that, like, you know. Oh, when I, I was agree. teaching, there was I this kid agree. who was like four who would sing Oklahoma, like when the wind sweeps down on the plains, he'd sing that. It was super <laughs> cute. cute. Dashiell, if you're out there, he's probably like 20 now. Cool. Crazy. So, how are you both been? How was your week going? How was uh, anything you want to talk about on the weekend? Uh, what happened? Did anything happen? It's the pandemic. Um, I, I mean, it's been quiet. Kelsey had to travel for work, so it's been real extra quiet. So like a lot of just like, oh, I, I washed the stairs because the dog's got muddy feet, you know, so that's like the highlight, <laughs> the highlight of what's going the on The dog's here. got muddy feet. Well, <laughs> there you so, go, there's a the title nice. for this the, week. The dog's <laughs> got muddy feet. Well, the one's 90 some pounds. So whenever he turns or starts, um, he just kicks up Jeez. clots of dirt. And so. Oh, um, man. Hey, you know what? That reminds me. I met a dog this week, Brady. I want to ask you about this. I met yeah. a dog that looked just like a great Pyrenees. It was all white, but it was way stockier, like big paws. And this dog, this dog was striking over a hundred pounds. And this owner told me that this is a color. He told me that he's had multiple people approach him and tell him it's a Colorado mountain dog. You ever heard of one of those? I have not. I, I've I'm never, I, I know. Okay. And apparently it's some sort of cross somewhat recent between like an Angolian something, something, and maybe a Pyrenees. Right. <laughs> Gosh, shaking his head. He's like, hell no. It's kind of half lab looking half. Um, like you were yeah. saying Pyrenees. Yeah. It's very a very cool dog. So you actually They're found these, it like, on the internet. I take it. Yeah. I, okay, I typed cool. Colorado mountain dog. Into there the you internet. go. And a whole bunch okay, of Okay. So so this dog and I'm telling he got this from a rescue, but he was, he's been told and some recon might also tell you that they're like $5,000 designer dogs oh, and yeah. in high demand, but he just got his from rescue. Anyway, this dog was beautiful. And I think that's pretty cool that there's a Colorado mountain dog. I that's, mean, that's pretty awesome. cool. That's pretty awesome. I know. You know yeah. I, I would say that, you know, I, I think of like a Colorado mountain dog being really good at that, uh, what do they call that in the uh, the Olympics where they have that shooting skiing oh, event? Like, oh, oh, yes. oh um, what is that? Biathlon. 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 Yeah. 
so that dog can shoot well and then it can get on co- cross-country skis. Just drag you. Like you can do yeah. the shooting, the yeah. dog can I know. do the pulling. Exactly. But it does bring up a good question. Like what breed is deserving of Colorado Mountain? Right. I mean, that's a that's big fair. name. That's you fair. Know? Yeah, that is pretty cool. I, I almost, and this is, this people are going to give me all this like, oh, he's just pandering now. But it's kind of the mutt because like when, when other states can't, and this is true of both of my dogs, but other states can't get rid of their dogs. They can't find anybody to adopt. They send them to Colorado. So one of my dogs came, that's true. One of my dogs came off of a reservation in South Dakota um, and like people wouldn't adopt them there. And the other dog came from um, the floods in, uh, in Texas when the, when the floods were really bad. And like, I think it was Houston was underwater and they found a bunch of dogs. They sent them up here. And so I wound up with a dog. There was a pregnant mother that came and the whole litter went here so. nice oh wow yeah. that's really cool yeah I mean, so i know a lot of people have these much, dog so. rescues or ours was from a reservation i think in you no know, our cats from a reservation in new mexico they're all immigrants our, our pets in colorado right. they're all just transplants like the rest of us <laughs> i guess that's probably the yeah the, the official colorado dogs one that wasn't born in this state <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a transplant exactly. yeah hey it looks like rebecca gaffner is here and she's going to be our guest today and so we want to get to her because we don't want to take up too much of her time rebecca is the owner of the roost and um jefe's and there is a new tiki restaurant oh yeah i understand so rebecca first of all can you um just let everybody know that i pronounced your last name correctly and please tell everybody (laughs) who you are and where you are from and and the restaurants that you do own hi um i'm rebecca yes gaffner you did that right (laughs) okay good um we're originally from california but we live here in longmont now for the last seven years um, we own the Roost, Hefe's, and then our third restaurant is Smoke and Bowls. And oh. then um, we're just getting ready to open our fourth, um, Suelos Tiki. Oh, that's Suelos. Is that what it is? Suelos. And so yeah. that is over where the Outback used to be. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So what's the, I'm guessing it's the Tiki Bar theme. Is it? Oh, yeah. How outlandish? Full, <laughs> full themed. We're going all out on this one. That's really cool. That's yeah. really is there awesome. A, is there a dress code? Do we have to dress up Tiki Bar? Ooh, or is it I like it. I, you know, that's, we'll leave that to the guests. Yeah. So when you scheduled, when you scheduled to open the Tiki, tiki Bar? Uh, March 8th. Oh, fantastic. And then yeah. what is the specialty? Do you think, or, or like, what's the, the cuisine? What's the menu? I'm guessing it's Hawaiian Polynesian. Yep. Correct? It's all okay. Pacific Island food. Um, and so, I mean, you're going to be, look, we'll be looking at for starters, we'll have some sesame edamame on there and fried plantations and, um, Kahlua pork sliders. So very tropical. We're going to do a lot of seafood. Um, mm. and you know, we'll have the, um, the beef teriyaki sticks and Jasmine, right? Jasmine coconut rice. So it will really be heavy in seafood. Um, but we'll also, we always will offer a hamburger to anybody who wants to walk. In. You know, <laughs> when my dad wants to go somewhere. Yeah, exactly. We'll have snake and chicken as well. Chicken yes. nuggets, maybe, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I got nothing against chicken nuggets. I really don't. Yeah, <laughs> we know. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That is really an exciting addition to the, yeah. um, and I have to commend you as somebody who's lived here for a long time. And I think I speak for the, the trio here is that it's, it's awesome. The roost was a great addition. So I know that was the first, I believe. And so um, we, I was personally thrilled to see you take over that space, which had been just dogged with bad restaurants and, yeah. 
yeah. kind of a curse. <laughs> we heard so that. I don't know if you had an exorcism or something, but <laughs> you, you lifted the curse and yeah. went on to yeah, do other had, great things. So we had just moved here from California and we had opened the roost three months after we moved here. And that was oh, the number wow. one thing everyone told us was, uh, good luck. This building is cursed. Um, so good luck with your restaurant. Three months. <laughs> you, you were able to do that in three months. Huh? Three months is what you, you got that open in. We did. Yeah. Wow. It's fantantic. And, Holy you know, a big fan of the tater tots, I have to say. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got to say, um, yeah, I might have to get some, some roost tonight. Uh, my wife is out of town, so I went and got groceries. Because uh, last night I was like, oh, I'm out of food. <laughs> Eggs. <laughs> Rebecca, can I ask, why did you guys pick Longmont? What made you come mm-hmm. here? I mean, that's pretty like intentional. I'm going to move here. And in three months, I'm opening a restaurant. Why yeah. Longmont? Great question. Um, so our best friends had moved out here and um, they were um, looking to start a nonprofit business that was helping fund adoptions, families who are adopting. And so in their search, um, they had... They called that. They called my husband and I up, and you know, said, "Hey, will you guys help us with the business plan?" So Sean, my husband, he um, was just helping him with that, get that started. And um, as he was, as our friend was looking for places to start that out of, he kind of stumbled upon the roost, and then called us again and asked, "You, you know, like, where? Um, how would you feel about going? I found this amazing restaurant space, and..." How would you feel about becoming partners and moving out here? And um, so we we did it. We wow. went for it. We have. And did four. you have? I know that you're a mother of kids. So did you have a family at the time when you transplanted? Yeah. yeah. So we had four kids. We have four kids. And so this was seven years ago. So they were um, at the God. time ranging from three years old to ten. So oh, Rebecca, were you were you in the restaurant business before in California, or was this a new venture? I personally wasn't, but my husband was. He's okay. been a chef for the last twenty years. So he was doing um, the chef thing out there and it was kind of on our radar to do open a restaurant down the line. Um, And it just kind of landed in our lap a little bit sooner than we. So I'm I'm curious why, why Longmont at that time you thought was, was right for it because, and I'm going to say this because when I first moved here in 2013, um, like downtown was often crickets and tumbleweeds. <laughs> and now it's tumbleweeds, like, it's really booming. Brady tumbleweeds. <laughs> Have you not, there are tumbleweeds in town. You know this, right? <laughs> You're They're describing literally. like Dodge city, Kansas. But anyway, go ahead. that was, that was the joke, Eric. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there, there are tumbleweeds. I've seen them out by the, um, Kelsey sent me a photo of them. She's out running, um, the greenway underneath on the underpasses where they go under, like they, they ball up there at any rate. So what, what, cause it, it obviously worked. So what it worked. Yeah. Yeah. So Sean's a researcher. He, he doesn't, he didn't, it wasn't just like, let's move to Longmont. <laughs> he actually dove in and started doing a ton of market research on mm-hmm. the area and growth. And he, he, you know, he's like, this is the number one place to open a restaurant right now. And he just really believed in the location and was wow. seeing how, you know, how many people were moving to Colorado and specifically Longmont and, you know, what was two years ago, we got named as number one boomtown in America. So he saw that and foresaw it and we took a chance. No, it's fantastic. And so then, then after that, you opened Hefe's. Yep. One year later. And so what, what you just thought, Hey, you know, we are doing, we're doing well and just feel like the, I'm putting words in your mouth. I want you to answer this, but (laughs) you felt like, Hey, we have nothing better to do, but let's open another (laughs) restaurant. So, right, right. Yeah. We don't have enough on our plate. So was it, um, yeah, no, why, so, why did that come uh, about? Go what? ahead. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. 
So our two of our menu items at the Roost are the Thai pork tacos and the um, and then the the beef tacos, and so those were our highest to- our top sellers at the Roost. And just coming from California, so Sean was raised. I was raised in Northern California. Sean was raised in Bakersfield, but spent a lot of time over on the coast. And he also lived in a farm town in um, like right outside of Bakersfield. And so tacos to him was his life. And he loves, he loves Mexican food. We come from a place where it's really heavy Mexican in California. So just wanting to kind of bring that, our California Mexican food out to Colorado. No, that's cool. And I'd have to commend you on, there's a few tacos at Jefe's that I think are exceptional. So the chorizo and the egg, I think is fabulous. And then the birrio, I think it's the birrio. Birrio? Birrio. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's amazing too as well. So. So yeah, excellent. And then, you. then, you know, moving on to smoking bowls, like again, you know, again, this was lost on me because Brady said it was, I, you know, it was a, like a little nod and a wink to yeah, I said, <laughs> what I said is, um, gee, that, that name is a little on the nose and Eric's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and then later he had to ask a swipe and she's like, yeah, Eric, I, I think it's, you know, I think it's a marijuana reference. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't quite get it, you know, because I, I just feel like an idiot. So anyway, yes, yeah, so that was probably episode 25, you know, for me. It's early days, yeah. yeah. Early days. But so then um, how did Smoking Bowls come to be? Um, well, we had kind of that that was born from a lot, just conversations driving around. We were, um, you know, with just our life. We've got, we've, like I said, four kids and they're all teenagers now. So we cook a lot of that food at home with rice and just toppings. And then, cause you know, all of their different uh, appetites and the way they eat, you know, just having um, different varieties of, of food for them to put, throw into a bowl. And um, we just, it, the idea just was born of like, how awesome would it be to have a restaurant of just all bowls and, you know, people can, fill it with it's really healthy it's really fresh it's really fast um so it's just a really great lunch um option for people who are who were wanting something a little bit quicker and healthy um so yeah we kind of that space came available and we went and and checked it out um it were located on uh, 449 main street so it's right in between roost and jefe's yeah you own um, half a lit main street at this point i guess <laughs> yeah. you know we're branching <laughs> Fourth restaurant, we're branching. Yeah, out. way out on the other side. I'm curious yeah. um, what your strategy was through COVID because not only are you like, are all of your restaurants still open, but you're you're opening another one. And I mean, by all accounts, our numbers for COVID are about as high as they've ever been. And I'm, I'm curious, like, how, how did you do that? How did any of us do it? One I day. don't know, man. I've been sitting in this room for like two years straight. Yeah, I, yeah, that's why I, I, I find it fascinating that he knows what tumbleweeds are because he's never left his house. But anyway, Kelsey yeah, sent me so. pictures from the road. <laughs> All right. It was pictures. So Rebecca, no, if you could, you kind of just talk about like, you know, are, are there challenges that the, that we as podcasters or lay community people don't know that, that you would like to discuss or, or some of the things that you'd like to talk about as far as like what, how you've navigated through COVID or how you've done that, but certainly don't have to, but I was just curious, you know, yeah. as Brady is. Um, well, I mean, I think like the rest of the country, as, as, as the information was being released, it was a constant pivot through that whole year of, co- of COVID. Yeah. Um, so we had to open, uh, we had to close and reopen the restaurants two times through 2020. Um, so yeah, it was a big hit for us. It wasn't easy. It wasn't, it was really hard. We have 130 employees. And so having to lay off 
that many employees was, is, um, yeah, it's really, it's really tough. Yeah. Um, but the community, I mean, the community of Longmont has rallied around us and supported us. We kept, um, Hefe's open for takeout through the whole entire time and people were, were eating out, <laughs> you know, or well, not eating out, but you know, getting taking out. Yeah, for sure. I, absolutely. Yeah. And I do love the, the, the patio you had in the alley as well as the patio yeah. you have on main street. I don't know. Are those permanent or is that a still? Um, a temporary no, they're contract? just doing, they're doing that through the summers. Okay. So that will be a permanent summer thing. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. 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 That's nice. And yeah. you're talking about the parklets. Yeah. Little- yes. And that you know- was once opening back up is having those extra seating areas outside for more yeah. social distancing and, you know, yeah. for people to feel safe being out outdoors. And so the big question is, is, will the Tiki bar have a patio? Oh yeah. You betcha. Okay. We got to have Tiki torches. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we're going to bump it out. Um, right now we're working on building a, um, a wood deck and we're going to extend the patio out because we know how much Longmont loves to, their outdoor seating. Mm. Awesome. And do you have a website for the new restaurant at all? Um, Tiki.com. Okay. And, and can you, and re- go oh, ahead, Annie. Sorry. I was going to say, can you tell us, I know that like, I've heard that you have had quite the adventure sourcing, uh, all your staging and interior design. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Cause I think yeah. it's been pretty heady. <laughs> it's, it has been because I mean, getting into this and start really starting to dive in and research all things Tiki. Um, it is a really special uh, niche and I wanted to do it well. And I wanted to, you know, give a nod to the Tiki world. There's a whole other world out there. Um, and so, yeah, I, I got a lot of, I sourced a lot of stuff out of Oceanic Arts, which is, um, a really big Tiki distributor, um, out of Southern California. Um, and then Tiki Trading Company, um, Whoa, that's so niche. <laughs> a lot of stuff off of Etsy, surprisingly, um, oh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, so a lot of like, I mean, there are vendors that I got, I bought te- masks through Etsy from people in Fiji. Um, oh. we're making those, you know, from, in, from the islands, it's coming, coming from over there. So that was pretty cool. Um, mm. so yeah, this has been a whole other world for me, um, to explore and where I'm having so much fun with it. And I can't wait to, to show Longmont, uh, and bring, actually, I can't wait for Longmont to step in and be transported to an island. Are and we going to have, um, yeah. I don't know a lot about Polynesian cuisine, but are you going to have poi and or spam? We are having spam. Yep. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Usubi. And then cool. uh, as far as yeah. the drinks, are you going to have like Mai Tais? And oh, other yeah. Things? Oh, you bet. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Yep. Mai Tais and Hurricanes and um, Zombie, three, dot, uh, three Dots and a Dash, which you guys will all um, discover. It's going to be an amazing drink. Oh, awesome. Um, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So a so bunch I, of us, I live in Southwest Longmont. So I'm in the Clover Creek. I'm about where we live about half a mile from the new restaurant. Uh, so we just went to the roost last night with a bunch of our neighbors and tried out all the drinks and got feedback and everyone's super excited about everything. It's, it's going to be delicious. Well, if you need a tester, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I'm happy to oblige, but you know, it, it's really funny about Tiki culture. I mean, I used to think that it was like, you know, long ago, I thought it was like Don Ho in the sixties, but it goes way further back than that. It's like the twenties and thirties where Tiki yep, bars yep. 
came yep. about. So it's really fascinating. So I, I think it's really neat that is it, within the industry, is this something you see a resurgence or are you, you just kind of taking this plunge because you think it's a really cool concept to do here? Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the Tiki kind of went hit, it kind of went disappeared through the seventies and eighties and the nineties, there was a little bit, a little bit of a resurgence, um, uh, but really coming into, um, the two thousands and even recently, um, even more so, but also we just, Sean loves cooking seafood. That's his favorite. Um, yeah, uh, it's his favorite thing to cook. And so, just kind of bringing that more to Longmont and being, you know, being somewhere where we're so landlocked and we got to get on a plane and travel somewhere, you know, travel somewhere big to, to have this experience is kind of exciting to be able to bring it to everybody's backyards. Yeah. We're about as far away from an ocean as you get. Yeah. It's just basically in every direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, we, Rebecca, I, I certainly appreciate you joining us and would you want to, um, uh, I did want to ask you a little bit more about the adoption work. I know you do a lot about with charity and such. Do you want to, do you want to describe that just a little bit about some of the charity work that you're doing related yeah, to that? I'd love to. So um, with all of our restaurants, we give 10% back um, to charity. Um, and um, with the roost and Hefe's, that 10% goes back into Colorado kids belong, um, which is a really amazing organization here in Colorado it was started in Colorado and now it's grown nationwide. Um, and they have it in every state. Um, well, not every state, but a lot of states. Um, and it's really um, helping out kids in foster care. Um, and so it's not it. We have kind of, we're still doing the adoption piece, but it's also foster care in there with it. Mm -hmm. it's a really great organization. No, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I know of the organization. They've been doing great work for for many years. So it's yeah. been really it's really nice to see your involvement and that you actually put that right out there. It's not hidden. It's you go to the roost and there's the story of of you and your husband and then plus the the story of the formation of the roost and it's right there that you give back money so yeah. that's really pretty cool so um, and anything else you want to add to the conversation before we let you get back with your busy day um, only one thing yes um, I do want to throw out there that there may or may not be a one thousand square foot pirate ship inside Suelos. So that be, that, that's going to be a really You're big ready. thing. If it's not in there, I'm you gonna guys just, are not mm. kidding. This is like Casa Bonita level. Oh my yes. goodness. Is. is there a cliff yeah, diver? Casa Bonita yeah. Longmont. <laughs> that's really good. No cliff diver, right? Yeah. Is there a cliff uh, diver? No cliff diver? Well, no. I, you know, that's all I'm going to say about the ship. I'm not going to say anything about <laughs> I think it. Just have the to food will be a little better. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. That is really <laughs> cool, Rebecca. That's awesome. Uh, it? Square feet as big as my main floor. <laughs> my house Me too that's huge it's huge <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh well Rebecca, we really appreciate you joining us uh, today and thanks so much for for popping in and we'll, we'll let you get back with your day and thanks all a right lot. thanks guys thanks, Rebecca. Right. awesome well that was rebecca gaffner over at uh, the roost hefe's uh what was it again the tiki bar halo suelo 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 tiki bar smoking bowls as well so um four restaurants in long oh it's gonna be awesome it's so big it's so big like well you can get a lot of seats in there much better than probably the outbacks coconut i gotta say and like the outbacks that was the first place i ever ate in longmont Oh, I'm sorry. When, when we first came here, uh, Kelsey was interviewing for a job. This was right before the the, uh, the storms came that had the floods in 2013. So it was um, what September, whatever. 
And we came and we were over in that complex where all of the, the hotels and stuff are. And it's like, well, I know that we drove past an Outback Steakhouse on the way here. Like, we don't really know where we're going. Let's go there. And this is before Main Street. It exploded, right? Yeah. Um, before the, the the post was over there. And so like, we'll go there. And I remember going, oh, I've never, I don't think I've ever had a Bloomin' Onion. I've seen him on TV. That should be fun. And it was, yeah, yeah. I Eric's pulling faces. And I'm like, yep, that's basically what it was, is that that sourpuss face. I was so let down. Like, this doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> well, you probably couldn't get to Main Street because of all the tumbleweeds anyway. You know, we kid because we care. Well, um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have four-wheel drive back then. That's right. <laughs> hey, um, got a couple of things that we want to probably get to. I've got a couple of newsworthy items. Yeah. And I know you all do, too, as well. I don't know who wants to do something first. Annie, can I... Anything you want to you want to add to the group as far as the buzz around town? Well, I mean, this is a pretty big item that came out today, and I just wanted to emphasize that uh, this new park will be named after Nino Gallo, which is um, it's going to be the first park named after a Latinx person in Longmont, and this is a pretty cool little story. They're um, they're setting up a, a park that is going to be south of Quail Road, so that's that whole subdivision near the rec center, um, that newer area. It's not going to be like open until 2023, but um, this is kind of a cool story to read about. I'm excited about the park personally, as a parent, you know, always yeah. want to know about new parks, but yeah. um, he has a cool history in Longmont. So they're naming it after him and it's kind of fun. Absolutely. Nino was, Nino was a great guy and I was fortunate to know him. Um, oh, that's south awesome, of Quail Eric. Road, east of 287 and north of Dry Creek number two is what is the description now you can all map quest that and figure out where you're where that's going to be map but, quest i know isn't that old, map I, old school Whoa. I just said map quest. I'm going, wow. to, going yeah. in the way back you can, you can triangulate <laughs> that on your atlas you know if you want to do that <laughs> but uh no nina was great um certainly was the the leader over at uh casa del esperanza for for a time and it's really pretty cool oh, and also okay. the, yeah that was a great that is latino a great, uh the latino yeah. uh uh, having somebody from Latino descent yeah, having in so a park cool. named is awesome. So that's really cool. Uh, Brady. And we're about I to love- have uh, some disc golf in Longmont, which is what yes. it's like well, eight acres. If you're into disc golf, we're going to be well, uh, putting one in the over thing there. that was cool about that right? is, is that actually there's already disc golf. There's already one over at Lou Miller park, but this one's a kid's disc right. park is the way that's I read right. it, which was kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's that sounds kids and disc golf sounds about like me and disc golf. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's all big, over the place. It's a big thing. My daughter's coworker went to a tournament in Vegas. Oh, people are hardcore. For several oh, yeah. thousand dollars. You know, like we're not talking mm-hmm. like two twenty five hundred dollars. We're yeah. talking like six figures for the prize. Yeah. You're like, what the heck? You know, golf. like it's a lifestyle. Disc golf. Yeah. 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 I Man, there's the one up at Lou Miller, and we were up there once on a walk, and there was a guy, two guys, and they were like extremely fit. That one. And mm-hmm. um, they, they had like a backpack full of discs, and they were like throwing, and then they would run to the disc, and then they would throw <laughs> again. It was crazy. Yeah, they, <laughs> they were, were like, like working out. <laughs> they were like really getting their rounds in. They're like, gotta go. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I played up there once, and like, think I threw one in the lake. I'm really bad at. That. I know. Yeah. I'm so bad at frisbee. I cannot. That coordination, something. I'm, I'm well, terrible at frisbee. Gone are the days of the whammo frisbee. That had one disc, and that was about right. it. A whammo, nope. you know, and that's we would play in gym class or whatever, but not anymore. Novelty flying disc or whatever. Um, I don't know if we talked about this, but uh, Crumble Cookies is coming to the Village at the Peaks. Did we talk we about this? We didn't talk about that. I don't remember that. this yeah. at all, no. So oh, Crumble no. Cookies. I'm not That's... a huge 
not a huge fan. I know. Oh. And Annie's looking at me in oh. horror. So, yeah. Oh, my. I mean, do you like cookie dough? Because if you like cookie dough, then you like crumble cookies. Yeah, exactly. Like I will say that. Hard cookie dough. <laughs> I will say. So it's probably from burnout more than anything. So when I worked the election, <laughs> they brought in all these crumble cookies like every night just to get us wired. So we could get through processing ballots. And oh, uh, after a while, right I was now. like, I was like, oh, my God, okay, I'm done. Um, but the peanut butter was exceptional. Yeah. So it was good. They're, that's that's exactly so what happened with goldfish crackers. My dad was <laughs> no, my dad was no, this is like when I was a, a little tyke. Um, my dad worked <laughs> at a restaurant and this guy brought in like a huge thing of him to demo him. Yeah. And he's just like, Yeah, here you go. And I just like ate the whole thing. And I had like cheese crackers. Oh god. Um, I can't I do mean, it anymore. You, well, I mean, you, I, I eat, you also can't because of the right. I was going to say, how about Miko? But you probably no, not anymore. No, I, could, I would try Miko. I think they have survive. a GF option, and I, I definitely try oh, it. They? But that's what Eric was saying, or he yeah, said. Yeah, they're working on a GF option, and then the other thing too, Brady, is that actually they are now working with a purveyor to bring in gluten free baked goods. So, oh, awesome! Another yeah, thing, fun. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and they have again. I just want to tout they their what they offer down there because it's it's really yeah. cool. I've been but, thinking like yesterday. I'm like, I got to go back out because like there's a mug that I wanted to buy before Christmas down there, <laughs> and I didn't. And I'm like, I got to go back and get that because it's it's awesome. You know what's funny is I was in there the other day and I was getting a scone. That's my thing. I love to go get their baked goods are so good they're really good yeah they're so good and i was grabbing one and i was like man i gotta say this is something i kind of appreciate about this coffee shop is they're like the last holdout that doesn't have a entire case full of gluten-free baked goods because i feel Mm -hmm. like almost everywhere you go you get more gluten-free than non-gluten-free and you're down here like the non-gluten freezer we're down here in the corner like with our weird i and i was like hey they're just stepping forward with some just weird that's how I felt. <laughs> the, the gluten, the gluten enrichers. We're we're right. still like we're out in the. But I was kind of happy now. That here they are. Come with the gluten free. Like it All takes over. It just takes over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I think. Well, first of all, I know that. Um, and this is not just a, an awareness thing or a sensitivity thing. Uh, there's actually been um, over the years, like growing like immuno immuno uh, deficiency issues, and like gluten's a big one. And so that I, I know that it's grown. So I think that that's part of it. And then there's people who are jumping on. I know it's grown because like, every case is full of gluten-free treats. Obviously well, it's why, grown. Yeah, no, I mean, but no, it's, it's not <laughs> just that people are like, oh, it's a diet. It's, you know, it's a fad. I'm doing it. It's, it's actually quantifiable that um, autoimmune disorders are, have risen since the fifties. They found like some, I have a book up here called gluten freedom. And they had this thing where they talked about, they found like this case of blood or something from the, from like the fifties. Yeah. It was super weird. And so like they had this blood that had been frozen like in the fifties or the seventies or something. And it was like, you know, lab, it was, it was stored and they tested it. They went back and tested it. And they said that the prevalence of autoimmune disorders has actually increased over time. And so they were able sure. to, to say sure. small sample. So, you know, I, I get it. Um, some of it's no, actually I mean, edible. The complaint days. here is not about dietary restrictions or preferences. Even the complaint is about the lack of actually good baked goods. Yes. That's all. Yes, I don't agree with that. To, to kind of put a bow tie on this or a ribbon on this is there, there is an exceptional bakery up in Laramie, Colorado, believe it or not, in the middle of nowhere called Golden Prairie. They mm. don't do anything gluten-free. In fact, they kind of, they're really kind of obnoxious about anti-gluten. <laughs> and I will bring you back a pie and, or something Thank from you. there next time I'm Thank up there you. and you will be, you will be astounded by this bakery. So I agree with I you. I don't care if it's it. gluten-free or, or your contains gluten, but just do, if you're going to do a bakery, do it exceptionally well. Yeah. 
you know, don't do a kind of a marginalized bakery. I just, I don't get that at all, but that's <laughs> no, and, and like anything, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> but, no argument for me on that one, because there's a lot of gluten-free stuff. That's like, yeah, or you could just not, like, I'll just eat, like, exactly. I'll eat a candy bar. Like if I want a sweet, yeah. I'm not going to go in for just yeah. a, a block. of Well, um, welcome gluten enriched crumble cookies. That will be great. There you yeah. go. Very, I'm and very excited. Another thing, let's see, is there is a new, there's going to be a new Indian restaurant on Francis in our neck of the woods on Francis 1134 Amen. Francis Street. If you remember the, the old timers in the crowd, remember where Loaf and Ladle used to be. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is where it's going to be. It's going to, call, it's going to be called Indian Bites which I think is kind of funny. And um, I think I should probably not emphasize that. It sounds, I think it should be Indian bites, not Indian bites, you know, cause that sounds wrong, um, but it's going to be supposedly Jeez. Himalayan food. That'll get me in trouble. Write your emails at side dish long at gmail.com, but um, it's going to be Himalayan food. And with, I'm guessing Indian food too, as well because of the name and i yeah. think i am so excited indian cuisine is one of my favorites oh, so it's on the street and oh, it's wow. good that'll Super be the good. coolest thing in the world. that's nice now yeah. with himalayan does that mean it's more like what's the place in boulder was it sherpas yeah there's one so there... two down near red robin and i can't remember the name is oh, but they, okay. they serve momos these little dumplings yeah that are the right a little bit more yeah. yeah himalayan northern or sort of yeah, yeah. yeah. okay cool and also there's everest which is up north on 23rd right, everest. yeah i've heard good things about but it's good it's good yeah people like that actually i've heard good things so um but yeah sherpas is the other one too uh on walnut you're correct right. in Boulder. Yep. Right. Yep. Very Himalayan. Right. So it'll and be interesting like, to see. For yeah. chai. I'll be curious if they've got the chai. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, that's really pretty cool. Also, the uh, there's a 7-Eleven now still yep. planned. Yep, Thanks to one. Bill. Yep. Bill Teasdale reached out to us and told us about this one. But um, okay. it's going to be near the East Walmart and specifically mm-hmm. Colorado 119 and Zoltan or Zlatan, I have no idea how to pronounce Zoltan. the street name. Zoltan, I, I assume it it's Zlatan, Z-L-A-T. Zlatan Drive, but it's a new concept that 7-Eleven is testing out, and I actually have driven by the one in Loveland. It's fascinating, not for this story, but but it is fascinating. It is a new concept of 7-Eleven that includes a taco um, place as well. So Laredo Tacos is integrated into the Taco Bell. I feel like that's, I feel like that's a I feel like I think, that's going to work. I think that it's a really, I think it's a brilliant concept. I really yeah. do. I don't know if it's, it's, that, in, I get that. And they are testing it out in just different markets. And so Colorado yeah. is one of the markets. That I, I see that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'd be, I have didn't set foot in the one in Loveland, but I'm curious to see what it looks like, because I just thought when I drove by it a couple of times, I thought that's right. really smart. I think that's brilliant. Okay. So here's something when, when we get home from the airport, right? Family day of travel and you're driving home from the airport, sometimes we'll pick up food on the way home. Mm -hmm. Just rarely, like just the, the, this is like kind of a a junk food moment for Mm -hmm. us where you just got to pick up food, family got to get home. And the route from the airport to the house for us specifically, it lacks very many good options. We do pass harvest junction. So that area, um, kind of has some things, but it's not totally good for, but I could see a taco place there being a good option. That's like, I'm just trying to think because like, and I thought about that because like, I know that there's like specifically not that many options between uh, Firestone when you like, basically there's a bunch out there and Mm kind of when you get all the way into Longmont, I'm like, there's like, if you need to pick up food between you're, there's nothing, you know? So there's, 
I can see tacos working there for people who have to like travel through there and like have trucks and different things and stop by, you know, there's, there's not a lot there. So Andy, you're cracking me up because I, I'm glad that you made it that far to Longmont. When you said that, I'm getting off a plane. I'm starving. It's late at night or whatever. <laughs> I'm pulling off of the first turn with a convenience store, I mean, the Wendy's but I'm and telling you, so there's I'm really not, nothing not between the I airport. I'm not paying $2 more at the airport. So you're going to like leave the premise at least. <laughs> and we're like, kids, quiet back there. You're going to survive. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, absolutely. So um, then I have another thing for you both, too, uh, which is I just came across this event. It's called Ultimate. What what do you think when I say this? Ultimate Traffic Hacks Masterclass. What do you think of that? What do you think that's going to be? I think they should consult with us. I mean, we just get directions from us about getting around Logbot, clearly. I I think it's, (laughs) it's like traffic school. It's something completely mundane. No, actually, it's really funny. I thought I, I, I had to click on it. It was like total clickbait because I had to click on it because I thought the <laughs> name was hysterical. Yeah. But no, what it turns out to be is it's how to generate qualified traffic online every day for any oh, product like or service. Yes. So it's like, traffic? Ew, I wanted it to be like, you're trying Ultimate to get to see you. And this class. is in Boulder. You're trying to get to see you. Go down Regent Drive I, and do this. I thought it was going to be like, one of these like. Oh, here, here, here's a listicle on. Make sure to signal at least a half block before you want to turn. Exactly. It's, it's technically legal to take a left on a green. You know, it's like consult with traffic. Oh, you're in the intersection after the green. No, you see, you're going traffic school. I'm thinking it's like I'm trying to get from Brady's house to the roost. Like that's what's what the thinking. hack to get there? Yes, you know, exactly. That's the best way to get there. You know what? I don't you know have to take Bowen. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a class like that would be the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> we should do a traffic hack class you know like oh okay do you remember i, mean, the I feel overpass? like it, we try to explain our traffic hacks i think we fail we need to work on we our do yeah. we, we should Eric, try what to were our, what our listener numbers for that episode let's go <laughs> you know actually what <laughs> i think we should do is we actually wouldn't be a bad topic to talk about like our hacks like to get somewhere I tried talking. Th- yeah. I, t- I tried talking through this, and you guys kept <laughs> laughing at me about. It. I was like, no, 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 no. There's no <laughs> stop signs. There's no stop signs. And you were just pulling faces and giving me a hard time. Like, fine, fine. I'm not talking about your house. I'm talking about like, do you go? Know, okay, for instance, are you on Third and Terry? Do you avoid that intersection? I do because I think it's the light of a thousand years. That so I will avoid that light the like the plague. I will the not worst. go yeah. Yeah, to yeah, that yeah. light. So for me, the hack, there's another hack too. The real hack I think is really funny is going down Kaufman, going straight around the bridge. Once you get across the cheese shop, if you're trying to get, you you can actually go straight and around the bridge instead of wait for that left-hand turn. You you totally can. And go over the the overpass or whatever. And I just think it's kind of a cool hack too. But anyway, yeah. Oh, see, all right. That's a good one. I know. I can't, nothing's coming to mind right now, but I gotta, I gotta really think about that. I gotta drive myself around town mentally. Like better than you think. You can get a little bit further than you think. Yeah, that's true. Second street. Yeah. Uh, So long as you're going east, west on it, if you're trying to get on it anywhere where there's no stop sign, it's a freaking nightmare. Yes, because <laughs> if you're trying to cross it, there's like, well, there's no lights and stuff. It's just like, okay, and you can't see because of the where the cars are parked. But if you're going east west, if you know where it's at, because I think there's a stop sign at Gay Street, or or if you take a left onto it, if you go onto it from Bowen, it's easy to get onto. But other, everywhere else, it kind of stinks. So Bowen, yeah. Bowen, Bowen, of Maine, take Second Street. There's traffic. Yeah, there I go. agree. This, yeah, is, this is the worst topic we've ever talked. About. This is a tease. <laughs> this is a tease. We will tease for next time. So traffic hacks. All right. Uh, <laughs> come with a jingle for it. Traffic hacks. Traffic hacks. <laughs> yeah, we should, we, do it. we should do a jingle. 
<laughs> Anything else we have for the good of the cause or any that our listeners definitely well, I had the convenience store and I had the other one. So I'm, oh, I'm out. Wow. <laughs> so you have nothing. So we're kind of spent. Other than that, huh? Just yeah. stay warm, stay warm out there, guys. Yeah. It's it's a cold one. It is cold. But uh, as always, we thank uh, Andy Epler for our intro music. Thanks to uh, Annie Larner and Brady Steffel for joining me on the podcast. Thanks to you for listening. You can find us at anywhere you download your pod content and tell your friends. Go on Apple Podcasts and rate us and reach out to us at sidedishlongmont at gmail.com. Let us know that we're doing a good job and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you both. <laughs>